Hi folks, good good morning. Welcome again to the fourth episode of Two Pots from Space. And today with me I have a very special friend. Uh he's a photographer, a videographer. He's a mentor to me also and someone who has given up his equipment for me to shoot the podcast as well. So hi Sumuk, welcome hi, to our podcast. Thank you for the lovely introduction. <laughs> Do you want to add anything to the introduction? and i don't want to be doing my own pr so i think uh, i, think I am happy good, with the one i think it's a good did. space to do your pr <laughs> now as naman told i'm a photographer and a filmmaker okay. and uh, yeah i do this for a living and i've been doing this for a while so how, how long have you been doing photography and videography so i've been doing all this for close to 9 years so i started off as okay. a photographer so okay. cinematography and filmmaking i picked it up on the way Okay interesting so uh 9 years i assume 2011 12 yeah almost almost then so yeah. you did your education after college in college on photography and videography i was in an art college i was okay. there uh, for a couple of years before i quit okay uh so yeah i started freelancing after that how's how's the freelancing journey uh it's been interesting okay uh, it's a lot of hustling okay. but i'm not complaining because the satisfaction of it all is you know what makes it worthwhile so yeah it's it's going on nice nice that's that's lovely to hear uh so i i remember you telling me this one story that i really wanted to bring my audience to listen to it also is that you cycled from karnataka to nepal yeah in a cycle right all alone right at the age of 21 right okay how is that i really want to know that i am 21 and i'm in this box not doing anything in life but you cycle from i can't cycle for a long distance let me tell you that i can cycle for maximum from my house to kalidasa road around here uh maybe 5 kilometers max uh, in numbers i don't think i can cycle to another city but you managed to cycle half the country at the same age as i am so how did that go so it also came from the same place of uh, feeling that i'm not doing anything okay in life because okay. that was also the time i quit college and i was really not sure what i wanted to do okay uh so there was this documentary i started watching that was called uh, long way around and long way down okay so where uh, two people on motorbike uh, you know take a long journey uh-huh. and that sort of made me to travel on a bike especially when the idea started but uh, being a broke student and didn't want to lend money <laughs> from my parents so i settled down on a cycle okay so that's how it started so you're in the exact mindset i was in so you know you can start right after the podcast also uh, no <laughs> so <laughs> i think i'll live i'll pass that but definitely would be up for doing something like that but not cycle because i don't think my body can survive a cycling trip. see uh this is what i wanted to challenge myself on a very different level on a personal scale mm-hmm. because when i started i was close to uh, 92 so i weighed 92 and okay. i never practiced you never practiced cycling before i, never I thought you cycling. did for a while and then not really so i just used to go to chamundi hills on uh, uh, weekends but also ended up going to mailari right after so <laughs> I, i don't think that worked so it was mostly uh, the idea of having a cycle just as a way of commute okay 
So I just bought a cycle of OLX for seven grand. It was not a fancy cycle because I couldn't afford also. Okay. So I thought, okay, the idea of a cycle is to just you know keep moving, right? So I bought a cheap cycle, but I spent some money on buying gear and everything else, ten sleeping bags and a lot of things. And uh, like I said, you know, I weighed more, so uh-huh. I thought you know that was gonna come in the way. So the first day was a struggle. The first day I remember. Cycling forty-five kilometers, and I'm like, uh, you know, why the hell am I doing this? <laughs> First, it was all good, right? So you yeah. have your family sending off, and you have people from the media who wanted to write and everything else. So it was all nice and green. But as moments. you, yeah. But as you cycle uh, in the sun, you realize, you know, why did you want to uh, do all of this? You know, you could have just sat home and uh, did something. Uh, Watch TV like I am doing. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> that's another thing but interesting uh what was the mindset when it's like what uh, you you told me about one thing but what was your mental state when you i you also mentioned that you quit college and right. i think this was after college like after you quit your quit, college yeah, yeah, right. what was that mental mindset that time so basically with freelancing uh when i started mm-hmm. so i was also trying to freelance when i was in college right and uh, photography was something which hadn't picked up a lot or i was mm-hmm. in getting a lot of gigs to start off with okay. so the uncertainty of uh, pursuing you know art in general right. and also the lack of uh, guidance from a college and everything drove me to this place where i was not sure what i wanted to do okay so i wanted to take some time off for myself right and uh, traveling was something which was very close to me because i used to travel a lot okay so i thought uh, you know i need to travel and what better place to start than home right so yeah true for <laughs> uh, being broke and being at home is the best thing i can you can go wherever you want to and still feel safe is what i believe see feeling safe is debatable on a large level so okay. let's let's not uh, <laughs> go there but right. uh, the experience has been uh, uh, rewarding in a lot of ways okay because when i started when people used to tell that traveling changes you right. and i thought uh, that was the most uh, cliche thing uh, people Still talk about traveling okay but i think after coming back home and uh, seeing the person i am today okay. i think a lot of it goes to the experiences i had as a traveler right and that too what happens when you travel on a cycle is tra- uh cycle as a means of transport is uh, very simple mm-hmm. as in uh, people connect to it okay like if you go on motorbikes and everything else a lot of people just wave at you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can't strike a conversation but when on a cycle they can connect to you because because a lot of them use cycle as a mode of transport right, right. so uh, that also made it interesting because the people i could talk to or have conversations were normal people on a day to day basis and you know they were fascinated to know what i was carrying on my cycle right uh, okay. so those were the things which started the conversations right you know they thought i was carrying some plastic uh, items on cycle from village to village uh-huh. some okay. people thought i was running away from home <laughs> and a lot of people had different uh, opinions. opinions on a lot of things but it was pretty interesting because uh, you know you get to talk about a lot of things mm-hmm. with places and people you haven't met also uh, the culture and the things uh, you know they experience so it's it's a lot to take right so um how long did this whole journey take you so the cycling part was for roughly two and a half months but okay. uh, staying uh, and everything else was close to uh 
four and a half months. So I was raising funds for a cause. Okay. So I was doing uh, these photography workshops and uh, uh, talk shows and everything else. Mm-hmm. And the money would uh, go to an NGO is raising funds for in Bangalore. Nice. That's that's another interesting thing to do. I also raise funds. It's really rewarding process. Yeah, I think uh, it it adds a lot to you know feeling okay. What am I getting out of this? Yeah. Or you know what am I? Uh, giving back to the society mm-hmm. yeah, because true. when you travel from people around you you get a lot mm-hmm. and uh, these are the small ways you can sort of pay it back right right so uh f- let me think it was five and a half six months in total yeah it was five and a half months okay. and uh, close to 6400 kilometers how did you convince your parents ah that was an interesting one so when i told my mother that i'm going to cycle so she thought it's another uh idea of his he wants to do like okay. some day okay and i had a shoot and i remember getting paid uh, some 20 25 grand okay and i directly went to decathlon from there in bangalore uh-huh. and i bought uh, equipments worth 20 grand and i got back home my mother saw everything which was lying and she was like watch this and i'm like remember i told you about the cycling thing so it's just for that and uh, that is when it hit her that oh okay you're actually doing it then she sat me down and uh, she wanted to know more about what i was doing where i would stay and what was my route plan and what i was intend to do and everything else but she's always been supportive because she herself used to travel in her college days and everything else so that helps okay and uh, yeah i think that also plays a major role how you know your parents support you or mm-hmm. people around you true Dad, what what was your dad's reaction? So mom, dad, mom is mostly supportive half the times. What is your father's reaction? So dad couldn't wrap around his head about the idea of uh, cycling across the country. Okay. So he was uh, very curious as to what it takes to do it. Okay. But he was also up for it. But he was more interested in uh, you know hearing the stories later because he had no clue about it. <laughs> Mom, on the other hand, used to travel a lot, okay. so she knew what I was uh, you know going for and everything else. So, so dad, you didn't get a backlash, basically. Ah, uh, yeah. For the lack of better words, we can put it that way. At least from your for like your family, you didn't get your at least a backlash because in our case, I think most the people case, we get a backlash saying you are not going to do this. Stay home. It's not safe to go out in the world like that. I guess, but also it takes a lot of convincing. Yeah. Because uh, you know she was okay with me traveling, but she was not okay with how I decided to stay and everything right. else. So she asked me one question. You know, do you have money to stay? Mm-hmm. and i said uh, i'm not staying in hotels and she's like okay where are you going to stay then i said i have a tent but also i plan on doing this thing where i go to random houses and knock on the door okay and ask them if i can sleep that right. night and she thought no one would give me a place because you know we generally don't tend to do, do that but uh, yeah luckily i went ahead and uh, did exactly that okay. and for four and a half months i stayed in random houses on a daily basis right and uh, i think Uh, 97% of the times people said yes to right. take me in 3% of the times they had their own reasons which was very uh, genuine genuine okay so but still yeah i think it was interesting so apart from your gear what was like during the trip did you have to spend money on anything so what happened is i had a lot of saving uh-huh. uh, when i say a lot i'm probably talking about 10 15 grand for the whole trip okay And the idea also was to try and do something along the way okay. to earn some bucks. 
so i also did that i worked in couple of dabas and everything uh, you know for the evening and everything else in return for food and stay at times or uh, you know just food so that way it was pretty interesting but again uh, if i have to talk about the amount i spent it was very less because a lot of people would offer food so when i used to go stay in their houses in the evening a lot of them would feed me dinner mm-hmm. and uh, most of them would pack breakfast and lunch for me too right and they wouldn't let me go out of the house without eating breakfast right and a lot of of them would pack food for lunch and okay. you know so they would uh, give me a lot of snacks fruits and everything else so like that i spent a lot less mm-hmm. on uh, food and everything else so it mm-hmm. was basically things i uh, wanted to try in different cities right. so it's mostly things i've spent on leisure than uh, food food or stay yeah okay interesting that so i uh, i'm assuming you started in karnataka then you entered maharashtra then gujarat so i started in karnataka uh-huh. and i decided that i wanted to leave uh, around july okay. because i absolutely love monsoons and i thought uh, the western ghats and the konkan coast during monsoons would be amazing okay so i think i started at the right time uh-huh. i started on july 21st okay and uh, yeah it was raining daily until i reached bombay so i took the coastal route okay. so i went from karnataka to maharashtra uh-huh. and maharashtra to gujarat okay. rajasthan haryana yeah. punjab i couldn't go to kashmir because that's the time floods happen right yes so yeah if you guys are thinking it's been a while so this journey happened yeah, I, a uh, long time back to bring you uh, some context this was in a time where there was no gps not good gps there wasn't a smartphone there wasn't google pay for your family to send you money also so i think you had a device to communicate to them on a regular basis yeah i had a phone okay. so the deal with me and my parents were i call two times a day okay. in the morning before leaving mm-hmm. and in the evening after i find a place okay so that they know that you know i'm sleeping under a roof okay. uh, so i think it, that was pretty much it but uh, i had uh, this thing in my head where i didn't want to use gps okay because that would also mean that you're talking to a lot of people less mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i had a map for every 250 kilometers but okay. i didn't know what uh, place i would stay in you know within those 250 kilometers so every single day i used to ask people Mm-hmm. but it was also interesting because sometimes i lost away and cycled 30 40 kilometers more then okay. i had to come back so it's not your bike where you can just ride back right yeah, yeah, yeah so if you miss a turn you're cycling for a while without you noticing yeah it's not like you know the place know. exactly Very so odd. it has happened but it also was a opportunity for me to get the conversation going right and a lot of people would suggest uh, longer routes but interesting routes which took mm-hmm. me through scenic routes and everything else okay or uh, nice places to stay okay some people put me in touch with their cousins who would stay in that village and you know ask me to call right. them and stay at their place right. so right. it was interesting that way because most of them were helpful uh okay uh can you tell us about two beautiful uh, scenes sunset beach anything two that you still remember till date place also so that we know how it look maybe we can google and figure out or if you are kind enough you can share the pictures with me but yeah so i think every single day was uh, pretty different so i am a sucker for sunsets right so i think uh, cycling around the sunsets was uh, you know pretty interesting i think the best sunsets i have seen are in himachal mm-hmm. and rajasthan right i think uh, after 
a very tiring day of cycling and uh, when you see that sunset and you know the sky putting up all these fancy colors for you just sit there and uh, you know thank the universe for uh, letting you be a part of you know all of it so that's that's pretty rewarding at the end of the day the night skies are pretty in rajasthan i can tell you that i've been yeah. I've, i mean i've been to rajasthan quite regularly the star gazing in rajasthan is the most epic thing because there isn't a lot of light in the villages right it's quite dark and it's an open sky because you're in the middle of the desert also right it's an open sky and it's filled it's glittering with stars i've actually seen two mere uh, two comets in one day in one night i've seen two comets i mean i not nice. not made a wish or something but you can imagine how how big it looks like it's it's genuinely beautiful like in mysore you the amount of stars we see i can't i can't even give yeah. you a comparison how big it is in the other states i think states. himachal and rajasthan were these two places or yeah. at least i got to see a lot of stars and uh, you know the night sky so i think yeah those beautiful is a pretty that's that's true uh, okay can you also tell us about one instance that somebody uh, was so kind to you that you didn't have words to comprehend because I, from the entire journey i can understand that you met kind people you also met people who would not have understood what you were trying to say who would have been like uh, you know okay just i'm not sure how this will span out for you but take care types and some people would be like very enthusiastic also saying that hey this is an amazing thing all the best for your journey so can you tell us one instance how in the entire journey that that you will remember and keep telling people about it about the journey the highlight basically so i think every single day was a highlight okay. uh, in that aspect because every people uh, you met sort of brought in a lot of uh, you know learning mm-hmm. uh, again it sounds cliche but yeah that, that's <laughs> what it is folks travel and uh, so basically there was this one guy uh, he was staying uh, in this place in uttarakhand okay and uh, someone just put me in touch and this this was a tent house and uh, it was in this place where there was absolutely nothing for you know 20 kilometers it was just one shop there a small village and i went and uh, you know asked him if i can stay there and he said okay and he was very blunt uh, and he warned me that you know you shouldn't drink and create a mess and everything else i said i don't drink and i'm like too tired from cycling so i'll probably speak to you for a while and probably crash and uh, that's what i did so i spoke to him he came across a pretty stern guy and you know as i went talking he uh sort you know sort of was pretty chilled out so he gave me some uh, cucumbers to eat offered food and everything else and i i was not hungry because uh, you know i had a lot of fruits and veggies and everything else so i just went to sleep so this was right next to his shop and uh, he just uh, closed the shutter and let me sleep and he opens the shutter at 10:30 and uh, i wake up for the sound of it and i thought he just came there to get something or not he woke me up and uh, he had a plate of food in his hand and he said uh, you're sleeping hungry and i don't feel like eating because you haven't eaten so could you please uh, you know eat this food so that i'll also sleep peacefully and i can eat my food as well and i think that was one of the most uh, you know genuine interactions i've had with the person and at that time it was the emotions i felt was uh, you know 
very raw and uh, that that's what the whole traveling part of it is all about right so and i had food with him and i made sure that he had his food we had some conversations and yeah i left the next morning okay. after being fed some parathas so <laughs> in north indians are very good at feeding you uh, i mean they would like you know the hospitality i'm not i'm not comparing to the south don't hate me but in general like as i've been in rajasthan and all for some time in gujarat and all right so they like even if you say no they make sure either they feed you or give you something on the journey uh because we uh, i think in this this one thing that uh, especially at my house is like wherever you go you take some food with you because you don't know what will go wrong right. don't be in the hope that you'll get food on the way you right. might not but just take something take a fruit take a veggie take some paratha or something just keep something with you just in case you feel hungry you should so they believe in you should never be hungry concept basically so it's always more the merrier right? so yeah. on your cycle <laughs> you can eat a lot of stuff true, so true, think... true. this is interesting so um, i mean even when i was uh, bringing this topic here today also wanted to bring that do you really need like you know like we talk a lot about environment and everything on the pod so do you really need like you know uh, a a flight ticket to go to a foreign country or do you think it's much more fun to travel around in the place you are and discover more so i think this is something i have been uh, reflecting a lot so on a personal uh, level there has been a lot of uh, things i've done on the cycling trip which was my way of controlling a lot of things it could have been uh, you know reducing my intake of plastic or okay. junk and everything else or bottles for that matter okay so it's been uh, you know from 2014 so i haven't bought a plastic bottle so i've always carried bottle like not a single plastic bottle and when you look back at it uh, it could have been just one bottle at that time but when you look back at uh, probably what 6 years and the amount of bottles i could have bought with all the traveling i do and it would come up to a lot okay so for that moment it's just a bottle but when you look back it's a lot of plastic generated right so i think uh, small small things like these really matter on a smaller scale or a larger scale depends on how you look at it but i also think that cycling as a a medium of travel is completely eco friendly right so your carbon footprint is also very negligible i would say negligible because yeah there would be other things you would be doing on the journey mm-hmm. but yeah so what basically happens with cycling is you get to take in your environment you know completely absorb it in a lot more ways than if you would travel on a car or you know on a flight and anything else so i would urge people to start traveling i'm not saying all of you guys should start cycling from today but uh, there are a lot of public transports like mm-hmm, so yeah. the railway system in india is amazing obviously with a lot of limitations we have uh, with ticketing system and you know booking and everything else but still our railway system is amazing for people to travel right so i think you know we can start there we can right. take trains to different places we can make lists of things or places we want to visit and at least visit uh, say one place or two places per year in train okay so i think or try local cuisine and everything uh, go to a small hotel give uh, business to artists people or you know um, basically people from those villages right and i think it's really important on our part to experience this country mm-hmm. 
through a medium of transport which is uh, eco friendly also at the same time is very uh, satisfying on right. a personal level also right interesting uh, train conversations are amazing i wanted to tell you that oh yeah yeah they yeah, like, made some interesting it, it takes 3 days to get to rajasthan or gujarat and something amazing conversations like you meet all variety of people i've had debates with people on and food <laughs> food yeah you get you get to you know if i was traveling so there was like a gujarati family there was a so i think there was a family from kerala also so there's such a big blend of food and you know everybody is kind and they're sharing and stuff yeah i i hope this pandemic passes soon so that we can get back at it mm-hmm. i really hope <laughs> i hope we all find the strength to get through this yeah okay final question before we close the podcast right how many times did you cycle puncher That's very so curious that's, to ask you this question. That's so I never learned how to uh, you know put no. a puncher right. Okay. I had always seen uh, you know people put it when okay. I used to get my cycle okay. as a kid or teenager or whatever. So my first puncher happened in Gujarat. It's still from Karnataka to Gujarat. You didn't have a puncher. No, not one. This is a good cycle, I tell you. <laughs> so yeah, that was the first time, and I I was really clueless as to what to do. but uh, yeah i think from what i had seen i tried to put it and it worked pretty well so i think there was two or three times that i had to put the puncher okay and yeah i wouldn't complain it would give more time for people to come and help and have conversation so that right. was interesting interesting so okay another thing is you travel you reached last what was your last point in the travel so the whole idea was uh, that i would go from nepal to bhutan bhutan to northeast northeast mm-hmm. to east coast and back to mysore uh-huh. but i met with an accident and had to uh, end my travel in nepal mm-hmm. uh, so i wanted to reach this place called lumbini okay. which was uh, buddha's birthplace okay. and there was one place i was like really looking forward to okay and uh, before reaching that place is when i met with an accident so that was a bummer <laughs> but um, I think yeah the last point was in Nepal okay. and then I had to get back so did you cycle back or did you so I cycled you back with an accident yeah I cycled back till the border okay. and from border I took a bus okay and from Delhi I took a train right right okay I hope you didn't get hurt in badly during your <laughs> I'm not too sure <laughs> okay but are you are you someday planning to reach that point again to the birthplace of Buddha Oh uh, yeah surely but i'm not sure if it's on a cycle okay so it could be walking but i'm not sure if walking? it's on a cycle okay come on <laughs> that are you planning to be buddha at this point walking from the south to the north i mean people have done it I yeah a lot of people, lot have, people done have done it, done it but, but one thing cycling did to me was uh it put me in a place where i wanted to experience the places on a slower pace right and i think walking is the only things which uh, only thing which comes closer slower than cycling slower than cycling so i think i want to walk mm-hmm. i have some expedition plans again okay so i think it will be too soon to tell you what it is so i'm just planning so <laughs> if it happens it'll be walking great uh, and i wish you all the best for that and thank you and i think that's that's for today's episode thank you sumak so for being here and sharing your story any parting words for our audience do you want to share anything that's on your head right now anything on my head uh, would be asking people to travel more okay and i think uh, be compassionate okay the world needs a lot of it and i think we have to change our uh, 
idea of what adventure is, right? Right. Because for a lot of people, adventure means different things. So for someone, it could be cycling across a country. For someone, it could be just going and getting a packet of milk. For someone, it could be hiking up a hill backyard. Mm-hmm. So I think adventure as a word is very subjective, and uh, you know we need to go on these adventures. And it could be however small, however big. So I think we need to push ourselves to do it. And uh, I'm sure, you know, what you will come back as will be better than the person you went in as. So, right now, now I am very enthusiastic to travel, <laughs> and I hope my parents let me travel. Maybe not on a cycle, but in a train at least. And yeah, and I hope to see you soon here again. I'm not sure when that will happen. If, pe- if people aren't bored of the stories, sure. Definitely, definitely. Do let us know if you enjoyed the stories. And have fun. Have a good weekend ahead. Weekday, weekend. <laughs> I mean, whenever thank you, you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I hope you guys like it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's for today. Take care. Bye-bye.